Hello and welcome to a very special, well, aren't they all special, but even more special than usual episode of Not Without My Sister, a podcast presented by me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe. Hi, Beatrice. Hi, Rosemary. This is what other podcasts would call a mailbag episode, but I was thinking about it earlier and going, we can't actually call it a mailbag episode because mailbag episodes are usually unsolicited. You know, like they'll go, well, we've got so many messages about this, whereas we don't really get messages. I just ask people to ask us questions. So it's a Q&A episode. I ask people for cues. They send us a lot. I'm being a little bit selective because there are some of them that I just feel like, like one person asked, what do you think about Brazilians immigrating to Ireland? And I just don't think that's in our wheelhouse. I'll tell you what I think. I think great. I think great. I hope they enjoy themselves in Ireland. And I think great for, I'd love to see more Brazilians in Ireland because I actually love Brazilian steakhouses. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think great as well, but like, I just don't have any strong opinions about Uh, it. I'd also say not to be too specific. Brazilians are also extremely good looking. Sorry to cut you off there. So like they'd be, you know, that'd be a great addition to the gender pool, to gender pool. A friend of mine has dated several very good looking Brazilian men who she said were very generous in the Laba. I mean, oh, Rosemary. And well, thank you for bringing the tone down immediately. And look at Gisele Bunken. She's Brazilian. Very good looking. Okay, but I I mean, we're not really saying only come if you're gorgeous. No, no, but we're saying that's a, that's a plus. That's good. I'm glad if you're gorgeous and great, great chefs. Listen, this, very happy go lucky. Like, <laughs> oh, as I was planning this, I was like, this episode's going to be so straightforward. It's going to be very short. Clearly not. What do you think they meant by that question? What do we think about Brazilians immigrating to Ireland? Oh, maybe it's more about like, Don't what know. challenges would Brazilians have coming to Ireland? Well, listen, the weather's not all it's all you're going to be expecting. It's not all it's cracked up to be. The sea is cold if you're going to go and swim in it. Not that all Brazilians live by the sea, but still. <laughs> okay. Oh, and if you want to be a teacher, you need to learn Irish or anybody in the civil service. Is that right? In a no, you don't role, need Irish so for the civil service anymore, don't you? Yeah, you need to be to be a policeman. You need to you need to pass the Irish test. So that's a challenge. A policeman. Oh, good point. A police person. Police. A member of Individual. a Garda Shia member. Thank you. Okay, back to the questions that are actually about us. I was going to read out the names, but they're Instagram names, so some of them are stupid, and I'm like, I, there's no point in reading out like. Some of them like, are stupid. The- you are in just top form today. Listen, lads, your Instagram handles are not stupid. Okay, but I'm not reading out like from Diddly Dong 24. Why not? You know what I mean? No, just read it out. Oh, okay. Magoo 340 <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> I know this isn't practical, but how would your partners adapt to a move and life in Ireland? Oh, geez, Don thinks he would love it. He wants to move tomorrow. Do you think Genuinely. that's just because of the avoca mushroom soup, though? He does love avoca mushroom soup. No, he loves... Well, he's, well, actually, recently he told me that my body physiology has changed entirely and now I only like hot weather. So that might be a bit of a downer. Because <laughs> he's from Florida and he always hated the heat. And then we moved here and now he's decided he hates the cold, right? So yesterday we were out and I, it was a warm can, day, right? I can foresee this being a problem for his move to Ireland. I, I agree, but... 
I think he would love it. He loves like he loves hanging out in people's houses. Like he loves the going to visit the family members. He loves playing. True. He loves playing. He loves playing the guitar, as can be you know, or any musical instrument. So a good old now, God, a good old bit of musical song. get together. Yeah, would be right up his alley. My nightmare. Oh, he'd love it. He'd absolutely love it. Or is it, sorry, I call it a sing song. He would call it a jam session. <laughs> Like Don's over and his little friends having a sing song. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm going to call um, it that just out of spite. I I don't know. I mean, like thinking about it from Brandon's point of view, it would never happen because he has two kids that he shares custody of here in Indiana, right? Never in, say never, Rosemary. What happens when they get when they grow older? Oh well, yeah, good point. But like you know, not for the foreseeable future, but. I, I think I've really put him off, Ireland. Why? Well, because I'm always talking about how, like, oh, just, like, giving out about how how much he has the heat on. And then at Easter, I was telling him how we only got one egg and that was after 40 days of deprivation in Lent. We, and, oh, like, Americans oh, don't know me. what it's like. Excuse me. You only got one egg. Do you mean you only got one type of egg? Because you got about 40 eggs. 40 of those eggs. No. I would get an egg from the family... And then maybe like an egg from someone else. Get two eggs. Oh, oh, let me actually text mom right now. How many Easter eggs did Rosemary used to get? Hold on. Okay, we'll come back to this later. My God, I can't wait. But also I keep giving out about like, I mean, obviously I'm I'm always giving out, but like how sweet things are here. So he has this impression now that Irish food is really bland and like we don't really like to use sugar and all these other stupid things that are not necessarily true but I can see where he got this impression entirely from me so he's not hugely enthusiastic about going to Ireland but I think he would like it I mean similarly Brandon's very sociable and loves like just hanging out with people all the time so I think he would like that aspect of kind of friendliness and of like everybody knowing everybody and get-togethers and stuff I don't think he would like the weather I don't think well, I was going to say, I don't think he'd like having to drive a normal car, but like he wouldn't have to drive a normal car. He'd just insist on getting a massive car. But like the weather, the weather is not, I mean, the weather is better in aspects than Fort Wayne, right? Like there's, it's never as severe. So it's more from no, Don's perspective. No, but I think just the rain. Yeah. Well, from Don's perspective, it was more that it was a lot, it was very windy. Like Don being from Florida, you know, is used to warm weather. So that's more what I think about. But like, I think moving from Fort Wayne to Ireland would not be, it's more like you're in the middle. It's never really great, which it is in Fort Wayne in the summer, but it's also never really terrible, which it is in Fort Wayne in the winter. No, but I think Brandon likes the snow. Oh, jeez. I think he kind of likes having seasons. So I think he likes he would... the manliness of shoveling the snow, no doubt. Oh my God, he hates shoveling the snow. Okay. Oh, does he? Wait, I'd say he yeah. also, I'd say he'd also like, all jokes aside, I'd say he'd love all the br- really good food brunch spots, even though he thinks that like the food would be bland. It isn't. I bet you he'd love all the all your favorite foodie spots in town. I'd say he would, but I'd say he would complain incessantly about the price. I'd say he'd also complain about the so- size of the portions, which you get very oh, used he to here, actually. like how absolutely massive they are. Yeah, which he, well, I mean, he doesn't think, he just thinks they're normal. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um, on a, sl- a kind of related note, somebody's asking. Oh, sorry. Who, yes, who's that? Okay, sorry. <laughs> on a kind of related note, Rosie.Kings wants to know about raising kids abroad, which is going to be more for you than me. Uh, her husband wants to move to Oz and they have four small children and she's scared about having no help. Oh, I would say that's, that is a big deal, right? In terms of like, I've never had help. So 
I've never had help. My parents come over on a regular basis and stay for three months at a time. But what I mean is we've never had, I've never had, I've never raised them in Ireland. Like, so I've never not raised them abroad. So I have no basis for comparison. But, you know, especially this year, but I think everybody's going through it this year. So you probably Mm -hmm. can look at this year of the pandemic and say, this is what it would always be like. And are you ready for that? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there is like, nobody can popping over. over to mind the kids while you yeah. go out for an hour. Yeah. Nobody can babysit when they're sick. You're all by yourself. When you have to travel and go to work, etc. Nobody can pop over. And this is the first place we've lived where we actually have like proper friends. I think Dallas, we were mm-hmm. there for too short of a time. And New York, yeah. we only had, we were only there for three years when we had babies and kind of none of our friends had kids. So we were very yeah, much you were by ourselves younger, again. Yeah. yeah. And we were, but we were also probably by ourselves, if you know what I mean. People didn't, yeah. did people didn't tend to come over as much or, or like hang out or help out because they just had no concept of what this world was like. Their highly social world continued, you know, and you were just trapped yes. in Brooklyn with your kids. Not not in a negative way. Just, I think it's just harder when it's it's fine when it's fine it's fine as my mother would say but when mm-hmm. something goes wrong or when like you know you get sick or when your partner gets sick then it's really hard because there's no, like, sometimes I'm just like I just would love somebody to come over on a Saturday for a cup of tea I'd love somebody to just come over for yeah. a cup of coffee and have a chat and say do you want to nip out to the shops and I'll mind the kids for 20 minutes you know yeah and it's, yeah or like you know even even when you guys were all sick last year when you all had this oh, terrible bug God. and it was it was when we weren't oh no we were social distancing weren't we so I came over and I wore a mask but you basically called me yeah. and were like can you come over for a few hours I can't get out of bed Don can't get out of bed the kids have all almost recovered yeah so everybody had someone. projectile vomited like on you know, everywhere we yeah. had the yeah. worst stomach bug and we went down like flies one oh my god and I honestly as I walked through the door I felt like you know that scene in um, <laughs> Little Women when Beth gets handed the baby and she's like please he's sick help and Beth's looking at the baby and can see her own mortal I was literally going oh my god this is going to be me now and it was you went home 48 hours sick. later yeah and then Brandon got sick didn't he or did yeah but not? Brandon had very little sympathy for me or for himself to be fair because like he was up all night getting sick and then went to work the next day but he not went to work he worked from home because he was afraid he'd give it to someone else but like he he, he the whole time was like you, you know you know you're going to get sick and I was like yes I do know and you're going to have to be nice to me. and like he was nice to me but he was very like well I mean it was it was inevitable it could have murdered but him. it was so nice of you it was so nice but I mean I Don had gotten sick first and then I said I'm not going to call Rosemary and then eventually like to your point I couldn't I like I couldn't move mm-hmm. I, I was just I know I remember you were like it was you were so, like a wraith. You were like one of those dead kings from from Lord of the Rings, and you know the ones on the on the horses who were like chasing Frodo. So you were like in the bed, you were like, "Hi." It was desperate. I wasn't. I I actually wasn't as bad as any of you. I feel like it kind of diluted as it got through people because like I was slightly. I I wasn't as bad as you. Brandon wasn't as bad as me. And then our boys each puked maybe once or twice, and then they were Grant. Oh. God, well, anyway, you were the best. So, and then I've so been looking forward to having you here, not just to mind the kids, but also, and then the pandemic. I know. So we haven't even been able to see each other. But so all this to say that, I mean, I'm sure you'll be grand going to Australia with four kids, genuinely. I'm sure you'll be fine. Would it be a bit of a shock to your system at the beginning? Yes. Will you be grand? Yes. Will people come and visit you? Yes, probably fewer than you think, but depending on how beautiful the location of wherever you stay. Mm. Um, Yeah. But you will be grand. And also, you've at least got the kids this, will be outside as they say a lot. in America. Yeah, you've got this. Right? You've got this. Okay. <laughs> Sarah underscore E2000 wants to know, 
What fashion items would you take from your house to save them from a fire? Well, Sarah, I would probably take Rosemary's wedges from Rosemary's house just to prove to people how many of them she has. I do not have any wedges anymore. <laughs> this is like intense bullying now. This is like... It's not oh. bullying. I'm just making fun. I'm just joking. What would I save from a fire? What would you save from a fire, Rosemary? You go first. I'm looking at my wardrobe now and I'm literally like nothing. I mean, probably all my lingerie. Like it's really expensive and gorgeous. <laughs> or, sorry, as a mum would say, your lingerie. My lingerie, probably my lingerie. lingerie. It all matches so well. Okay, so right now, because I'm pregnant. Actually, no, I could be not pregnant. I would just save my moo-moos. I have three nice monkey shirt dresses that are absolutely enormous that would fit me and my children. I could smuggle them out under these dresses like, and save them from the fire under I my dress. Say, I don't think she was asking, what would you live in after the fire? She was saying, <laughs> what would you save from a fire? No, but what I'm saying is, I love these dresses and the weather's getting warmer and I'm really looking forward to wearing them. I don't really have an attachment to my clothes, though, like in that way. You know, like I get rid of things really, really easily and I don't have things that I've had for years. Like I don't have anything that I particularly adore. Marie Kondo, Rosemary Kondo. I, Rosemary Kondo. I would, that took me a while. Oh, listen, here's my answer. My handbags, my handbags and my shoes. How many items am I allowed to take? What did Sarah say there? Okay, how many hands do you have? There's a fire. A fire. A and fire? you're grabbing the I fire. Have a, I have a fire ladder that I could hook to my window <laughs> and then I would pulley system these these handbags up and down until the very last second until my hairs on top of my head even my ball patch were singed by the flames and I would feel the, the flames encroaching and I would say not the Marnie handbag and then I would oh actually do you know what the problem would be half my handbags are down in the basement Sorry, Donna would be outside the window going, Beatrice, jump. And you'd be going, not without my handbags. <laughs> exactly. I'd be using that Marnie balloon handbag to, to, to helicopter down, to parachute down. Think you'd need a bigger handbag. That's extremely nasty. <laughs> I also have, there'd be a problem because I'd, I'd load some downstairs in the basement. Yeah, so, so, so you'd have to, yeah. I'd probably also, burn to death, Sarah. You, you absolutely would. And loads of your vintage stuff would go up. Those little like lame threads would go up and like kindling, no time. Like kindling. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Pamela underscore power 81 says, would your parents move over to the States? The big question. It is the big question. Mom, dad, would yeah. you? Answers on a postcard, please. Because you're not on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many different factors. You know, if, if we could get them legal passage to basically come over because basically they could come over illegally and never go back to Ireland again but they would never do that okay no they could okay we could get them a green card eventually I'd have to become a citizen we'd get them a green card that's the path to getting them here I think it's more that they think they would blah 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 medical insurance blah 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 but I think honestly they would miss their friends I think they're very sociable mm. they have big social circles a dad has they do. a Loves ton of hobbies yeah they have a ton yeah. of hobbies he builds planes gyrocopters Trains, trains, automobiles. And mother knows every single person in the village. So I genuinely think they would be, I think that they would come and they would love to be with us, but they would also really miss their friends. And the other day, mom said, and nearly brought a tear to my eye, as I shared with you afterwards, she said, your father and I, because I asked her this exact same question. I said, okay, has has the pandemic taught you that you want to come and live with us? Because, you know, would you want, I said, oh yeah, because all along, all these years, I was like, what would it take for to, to move to America? Well, they said, totally thinking that they were calling my bluff. Well, they would say, if your sister would move over too, then we'd <laughs> consider it. And now not only has she moved over, but she's in the same town, sorry, city. 
city. She's well, like, not only have city. I moved over, but I'm married and up the duff, so I'm not coming back. Oh, poor mom and dad. They have to listen to this. Be careful what you say. So anyway, so I said, okay, so now I said we're both here. Now what's the plan? When are you moving? They're like, oh, well, we don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Anyway, but I, yeah, I think that... I don't know. I, I don't think they'd love it really. But mom did say, she said, we realised in this pandemic that even though we're on the phone to people all day long and we're texting, you two, despite the fact that you're not here, oh, what she actually was, you two are the ones we talk to the most. And your sister, she cannot cook at all. Do you know that? She goes, <laughs> she goes, she was on the phone to me yesterday asking about chicken with broccoli or chicken with almonds, the recipe. And Beatrice, I mean, I don't understand. She didn't even have one of the ingredients in her press. What was she thinking? <laughs> I, kept, I kept texting her going like, oh, I just realised I don't have this. Can I use this instead? And you know what the worst thing was? I had almonds, but they weren't peeled. So there were these tiny little slivered almonds with peel on them. So I put them in thinking it'd be fine. But it wasn't fine because when, like, like as it cooked, the peel all came off and then there were all these little bits of peel swimming at the top. It was horrific. Did you eat it? It wasn't nice. Yeah. Update, update regarding the, the Easter eggs and Rosemary's consumption of them. I was about to say consummation of them. <laughs> consumption. No update. They're ignoring me because I'm not the favourite. So let's see if oh. they reply by the Good. end of the episode. Okay. Ryan.Rosemary wants to know, do your partners get on well and would you continue to date someone if your sister didn't like them? Yes, she would. Rosemary, did you did you put that in? <laughs> this is Ryan.Rosemary, not me. I know, is that like a, is that an, uh, a, a pen name, a nom de plume? No. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, our partner's going to, well, they don't know each other as well as they kind of could after this amount of time because of the pandemic. So we haven't all been hanging out or seeing each other as much. But like when they've been together, yes, they've got on really well. Would you continue to date someone if your sister didn't like him? I have in the past. <laughs> Did it bother you? Would, I don't even know um, who this person was. You do. I, I really liked Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Stephen. It was Liam. No, it wasn't Liam. You loved I, Liam. No, I loved Liam. I, I was know. devastated when he broke up with you. You weapon. It was mutual. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think now I think it would be much more difficult. I think when, when I was younger... And I think at the time you were living maybe in Milan, we didn't see each other, each other as much. I didn't feel like we got on as well as we do now. So at the time, it, it seemed less important, if you know what I mean. Now, I think if you didn't like someone, it would probably just make me not like them. The same way if I buy something and you're like, oh, I'm not sure about that. I can just never wear it again, but I just don't tell you. I'm annoyed. That's not true. That is yes. true. I get absolutely put off things. You're like, yes, mm, I'm not sure about that color. And then I'm like putting it in the charity bot bag the next day i'm very influenced by you oh that's adorable thanks good good it's to know very annoying very annoying know. how about you do you think you'd continue to date someone if your sister didn't like him uh yeah but i think i don't it's very unenjoyable like it's very stressful more than anything else not unenjoyable i yeah. think it's very stressful well even if even if you feel like your friends don't like your partner it gets so yeah. stressful and it really drives a wedge that's actually what I was thinking about in yeah. my head. I was thinking, which of my friends, which of my boyfriends have my friends not liked? The answer being many. And it makes it awkward because you're like, 
oh, you're kind of trying to avoid bringing them together mm-hmm. and then you're a little bit resentful and you kind of get, yeah. you know, you're very sensitive to each of them saying things about each other or the wrong thing in front of each other. It's just like, it's just not exactly as enjoyable or relaxing. Yeah, and and you kind of end up not inviting one of them to as many things as you would, you know, whether it's the friend or the boyfriend. You end up not including them as much. Which is why, basically, I think if you don't like your friend's boyfriend, keep it to yourself. Yeah, and Generally. you also, yeah, no, you have to keep it to yourself. And she also, and, and you also end up doing that thing where you stop confiding and you start like, oh, yeah. you know, pretending yeah. like everything's, not pretending like everything's fine, but you don't tell them stuff anymore because then if you ever, you know, like with your, with your regular friends, you can be like, oh my God, you know, X, not Don, X is so annoying today. Like he's driving me nuts and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. knowledge that tomorrow they know everything is going to be fine again and they're not going to hold it against him you know, or against mm-hmm. you. But when your friend doesn't like your partner, mm-hmm. if you say that to them and they're obviously invested in the two of you breaking up or whatever and they get enraged then and they're like super annoyed and then they're annoyed with you for, you know, not making a bigger deal yeah. out of it and it's just like, oh, I can't. And then and then you're annoyed with them for not supporting your decision to stay with this person and it gets very, very complicated. So, yeah, I mean, sisters, like, I think... It would be really hard for me to hide from you if I didn't like Don. Do you know what I mean? For example. Oh my God. You couldn't keep a possible secret. You couldn't keep a secret for a second. <laughs> no. But what I mean is if it's just your friend, try and keep it a secret. If it's your sister, good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Trina underscore S underscore wants to know, as sisters, you can't have always gotten on. What did you use to fight over? My Barbie dream house. It's true, did right? You to fight over? Well, it's because you didn't want me to play with you. Yeah, it's because I would leave them in the most, you know, Mills and Boom positions. No, in the most, I, w- I would set up my Barbie house the way I wanted it, just you the way would, I like it. You curate your Barbie house precisely, precise. And then you would come along and play with it as children do, and drive me into a rage. I obviously don't remember that. I was too young. What else? I'm actually wondering about this because I mean, I think about my own kids, and I'm constantly trying to get them engaged in the same hobbies. You know, like I'm going to, today. We're going to do X hobby, and we're all going to do it together. I don't think you and I ever did things together did we because like I was always doing stuff at home and so were you but it was sort of independent but but I also don't think that was ever I don't think mom ever was like girls let's both do this you know what I mean she'd make play-doh and be like Rosemary play with your play-doh and you'd be playing with your Barbies or you know what I mean like it wouldn't be like I don't think she would be trying to make us play together no but I don't mean mean about yeah I don't mean more I more mean that I had hobbies like I did a lot of arts and crafts Mm -hmm. I don't remember you ever sitting down beside me and doing them with me which like we were very independent in our house weren't we all my memories of growing up are me alone in my house with somebody else in another room oh and all my memories of growing up are me with mom me just like hanging out in mom's skirt basically I feel like that was all I did as a kid that actually makes so much sense mine are just isolated solitary memories Alone in the garden, alone in the sitting room, alone in the study. I feel like as we got a little bit older, as we got a little bit older, and I used to come and visit you in Milan and Paris and stuff, I feel like the fights we used to have were more that I just wasn't particularly sociable. Not sociable, but like I never really wanted to go out and like I'd go and visit you and you'd be really excited for me me to meet your friends and to go to like a bar that you really loved and to see this and to see that. And I'd just be like, oh, like, you know, I'm really tired. I want to go home. You know what I mean? So I feel like that used to be kind of a yeah. I think at the time contention I, at the time I I I felt like you wanted everything on your own terms, but I mean I suppose I did too. 
But it was more mm. that you did all these things at home with your friends and you didn't yeah. want to do any of them then. Like you'd be like, oh, I went out and I had this and I went for drinks and I went to a restaurant and I'd say, great, I have all these things planned. I don't want to do any of those. I just want to take a nap. And I would be disappointed. Yeah. And then yeah, we would yeah. have a row. And yeah. I suppose to be fair, like your idea of your holiday was I've just wrecked myself socializing at home. I think now that I know you better. It was like, I do those things, but actually really I just want to be on the couch watching Buffy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's I mean, what you're going to take offense to that. Well, I object to, it's always Buffy. I do watch other things other than yes, Buffy. but yeah, other things. At that time, I didn't. It was probably Some of which Buffy. we shall discuss in our next mini set. <laughs> Claire Hogan BL wants to know, what's the difference between American and Irish men? They have very different I, accents. I don't think I've ever gone out with an Irish man. Yeah, so I don't oh know. Oh my God. Yeah. Never you had an absolute Irish unpatriotic traitor. I know, I always wanted to go out with an Irish man because they have great sense of humour. G-S-O-H, but I, I never, none of them ever fancied me. Yeah, but you know what this is? I Like, you have a great sense of humour and I feel like Irish men will always want to be the funny one. Thanks, that's really they, nice. But no, no. No, I do think... No, Rosemary, I just, I just want to comment. I did read our reviews and most of them are extremely positive, but I did screenshot one of them and send them to Rosemary this week because it said, Beatrice, it's a very entertaining podcast, even though... Beatrice spends a lot of time laughing at her own jokes. And right now I'm starting to laugh again. I Sorry, I screenshot that and sent it to you. I screenshot it and sent it to you. Irrelevant. doesn't matter. <laughs> the point being like, the point being that apparently I laugh at my own jokes. So, I mean, I don't know yeah, if that makes Irish me funny. Irish men hate that. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Oh, but I'm saying that doesn't make me funny. That just makes me self-entertaining. I know. I know. I think you're funny. Thanks, Rosemary. But I mean, even just now, that wasn't even a joke and I started laughing at the end. It's a habit. I can't help it. You can't self-entertain too much, though. You go blind. I knew you were going. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> but hang on. What is the difference between American and Irish men? I don't know. You're going to have to tell them. You're the expert. You've had all the Irish men and I've had none. I have had many Irish men. Sorry, mom. And I've had one American man and they went on a date with one other married American man. Oh, God. That's that's a story for another time. Did we already tell that story? Pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Not in all its gory jeans. detail, I don't think. Yeah, God, it's brilliant. <laughs> Birkenstocks, his Jesus sandals. It's brilliant. You know what? I feel like Irish men are very reluctant or unable to talk about their feelings. Basically, so even if they like you, and maybe this is just me being like, he definitely liked me. He just didn't know how to show it. But like, even if they like you, I think they're shit at showing it. Whereas I feel like America, like. I went on, like, after my first date with Brandon, he texted me and was basically like, I had a wonderful time. And I don't think I've ever got a text like that from an Irish man. I think it would be like, like, thanks for the drink. You know, maybe we could do it again sometime full stop. It wouldn't be like... No, no. no you know what I mean? It would be, can't wait to see you again. It's going to be so great. Want you to come over. Oh, want to watch my, some okay. TV shows. Okay. You, okay. And then pure ghosting. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That guy, I mean, that was like, he texted me nonstop that night telling me how great my podcast was. Anyway, listen, let's not go, to, let's not go over it again. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I do feel like, I'm, oh yeah, you know what's the other thing? And this is kind of anecdotal because it's just from looking at people's Tinder profiles. But when I joined Tinder here, there were so many American men going like, you know what it goes, what are you looking for? In Ireland, 75% of them will say, looking for a partner in crime, my least favorite expression in the world, looking for a partner in crime. Or like, just looking, you know, to meet someone fun. It's all so casual and so like 
non-committal, heaven forbid you should say you're looking for a relationship. Over here... Window shopping. Yeah, over here, I think 90% of the profiles I saw said looking for a relationship. But and most I've of them, never, as it turns out... i seen that in Ireland. But most of them, as it turns out, were married. Already had one. Yes, already had one. They were looking for <laughs> looking another for relationship. A second relationship. Exactly. <laughs> no, but actually, nearly everyone here, like, not nearly everyone. I saw so many profiles over here where they said, I'm married. Like, I'm married and looking for, you know... I can't remember how they phrased it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm married and, and in an open relationship. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, right? Like, I mean, each to their own, each to his or her own, in, like quite genuinely. But I would never have accused Fort Wayne of being this hot spot of like Polygamy. bigamy or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Have you frozen again? Oh, no. <laughs> You're just staying very, very still. Yeah. So basically, I, I don't really know. Like, that's just my initial impression because I'll I'll tell you okay here's my other thought okay here's my here's my thought having not dated any Irish men but having been in Ireland for many many years not dating Irish men I think that in America they very much go on dates with you they're like let's meet for six and they want and like and it's without alcohol in hand let's meet at six o'clock for dinner or yeah. let's meet for a coffee on Saturday morning. Let's go for a walk and go to the museum. Verse, and that would be the first time you go out with them versus, yeah. oh, we met in the pub, we met in the bar, we met through friends. I mean, obviously you meet through friends. That's, you know, that's how I met Don. But like there's a, there is a structure to the first time they go out with you. Like it's much more formal. And also men expect to pay for everything, which I personally don't like. And I don't think is fair personally. But they are, they are, they they are not surprised by being expected to pay for everything on multiple dates. So, and women are very clear on their expecting to be paid for. Paid for, yeah. Which I couldn't get over. Like, I really couldn't get over that with the married guy because I was like, how does your wife feel about you like going on dates and spending like $60 on this date with this random woman? And what did he say? I don't think I asked that. Oh, you thought about it afterwards. Yeah, probably. Well, you tried At the to time, convince I was just yourself. Like, this is a delicious drink. Yeah, and you were also like, I can't wait to meet this guy again. This could be something. This could be the start of something. Okay, what's the next question? <laughs> Kisa.lelly wants to know, why on earth was Beatrice's sandwich tuna and tapenad? I need more information. Bread type, tuna type, etc. Tuna type? Fish. Bread type? Okay, but... Baguette. Okay, but was it tinned tuna or was it like fresh tuna? I mean, I presume it was tin tuna. I don't know. They made it from behind okay. the bar. It was like okay. in a small little what? Italian restaurant, like lunch, break, uh, sandwich shop. Can't even talk. Cafe. <laughs> this, is like, this is like me with the kids. Nash, Bo, Chance, fuck, whatever your name is. Stop <laughs> doing that. Literally the other day I said that in the supermarket and I know somebody was like, this is terrible parenting. Okay, so it was a baguette. Yes, it was a like a small baguette, you know. Crusty. Like crunchy? Crusty, very crusty. Yeah. yeah, delicious, right? Delicious. Then with, smeared with tapenade on the bottom. Right. Lots of, lots of black tapenade, probably on the top as well. And tuna then in it. I, there was something else though that I can't remember what it was, which is why I can't Crunchy really make lettuce? It. You know what? Maybe it was lettuce. I'm now having a flashback to something green in the middle of it. Yes, lettuce. And then the top of the baguette it was delicious like I, I mean I don't know I'm obviously not selling this but it was heaven like I ate it on a daily basis for three years that's why I look so healthy now <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Love okay, Beatrice. Um, Isabel Boothman would like to know what do you find the most different about living in the US versus Ireland? Nobody walks anywhere. That's in Fort Wayne. That's in Fort Wayne. Oh, yeah, that's but I mean, I've never lived anywhere. Living. Okay, but yeah. I've never lived anywhere else in the US, so I have to yeah. only go on living in Fort oh, that's Wayne. That's true. That's true. But so I, I just, I, I was more, I was more just given the caveat of like, that's not Americans in general. That's because of where we live. Well, it was kind of the same in Dallas, wasn't it? So it's like in bigger cities like New York and LA and stuff, it seems like people walk, but then in more central, like Midwestern or Southern places, it seems like, well, like Fort Wayne doesn't really have a town as in you wouldn't be going, oh, I'm just going to go into town on Saturday and like have a wander around. It has a little, it has a few blocks where there are a few little shops and cafes now and it's getting, it's trying to kind of regenerate downtown, but that's not really a thing in the same way that it is in Europe. Even where you could go like, even if you're in Clonakilty, like the smallest village in Cork, not the smallest village in Cork, but a small village in Cork, you can go, I'm going to, I'm going to go park downtown and walk around. You know what I mean? Whereas that wouldn't really be the case here. So I do miss like, like we live basically probably a 10 minute walk from, from Walmart, right? Which would, would, which would be our nearest shop, but you can't walk to it because there's no path. So if you try and cross, there's no pedestrian crossing. You'd have to basically run across the traffic. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, obviously there are traffic lights, so you could try and figure it out and go, okay, this line of traffic is stopping, but then the right-hand lane is still turning. You know what I mean? So it just would be dangerous. Like, there's no pedestrian crossing. So stuff like that, that's kind of annoying, where it's like, occasionally I'd like to walk to Starbucks, which I could walk to, take me 15 minutes, but I can't walk to because there are no paths. So that kind of thing I find weird. Mm, Most different. Like, just, I think, the... There's no such thing, and this is more a cultural thing, there's no such thing as a throwaway comment. I mean, Brandon's getting more used to me now, right? But like when we first started going out and I'd go, oh, like, oh my God, like I don't like the look of him. And he'd go, really? Why not? Like, or like, he's he's actually a really good guy. And I'd be like, oh, I'm not being serious. Like, I don't know that person. I'm literally just going like, I don't like his hoodie. You know what I mean? As in, or, or like you'd make a joke and you'd go like, oh God, like... People who order decaf in Starbucks should be like banned. And he'd be he'd be like, that's a bit extreme. Like, oh, I'm joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't kind of make like a little negative comment about someone and just have it be okay, like whatever. I do, yeah, you know I do I think mean, there's though? yeah, I do yeah. There is definitely an earnestness. Well, I'll go like, oh, you're a woman. The state. Well, first of all, I go state your woman. Who, who's my woman? She's not my woman. Oh, yeah. I go, no, no, like it's a, it's an expression. Your woman. I, I don't know that woman. She's not my woman. I go, okay, forget it. That woman over there. Do you know her? No. Why are you calling her your woman? I'm like, oh my God, I can't. So there is definitely a lot of that, right? Yeah. I think the food is ridiculously sweet. I still just want some yeah. like salty, honest to God, let me taste the ingredients of this food and not have everything feel like a sponge in my mouth with full of sugar, right? Not delicious. Oh. That's the bread. But I'll tell you, like, it wasn't so much about, I was actually thinking about this last night. It's funny. It wasn't so much about Ireland to America. It was when I moved from Milan and Paris then to America. I was, I hadn't realized how much I enjoyed, like, even though I could speak Italian pretty well and French, like, fine, relatively well. I hadn't realized how much of the time, like, if I wasn't concentrating on listening to people, I wasn't listening. I was just, like, the background noise was just like, you know, white noise. Oh, you people could talking, out, like yeah, people talking was just white noise. When I moved to New York, I was so 
stressed by the noise like because I could understand everybody it was suddenly like what it must be like suddenly having your hearing aid like turned up to 20 just like that episode of Buffy where she can hear people's thoughts oh right well that's what it felt like crazy oh yeah, yeah I was going crazy it was hideous and I felt so paranoid as well talking about anything to Julie because up until then we'd been super happy oh, like on the subway yeah, nobody yeah. could understand us we'd be like stay to your man <laughs> you know and unlike the Americans Julie'd go I know <laughs> right she wouldn't be like who's your man my man not your man yeah. anyway so that was like really horrifying to me but also think about the fact it wasn't like I moved to Ireland from you know, a country where I had been listening to white noise, it was I moved to America, which is already considered, even in the land of English speakers, to be a very loud country, you know, in terms of like, yeah. there is a confidence and, you know, everybody talks very openly and confidently, oh you know, God. there's no kind of like, this, I might be overheard. This is one of the things that I remember, I think well, maybe one of the first times I went into a coffee shop with Brandon and the guy behind the counter said to him something like, how are you doing today? And he goes, I'm doing well. I'd be doing better if it was a bit sunnier or something. I was literally like, everybody can hear you. What are you doing? Like, and it's like, like, I'll happily talk to people in a cafe, but I'm speaking like forward to them at a normal volume. He was literally bellowing. I was like, what, what are you doing? Well, have like, you met my kids? off the walls. Have what? you met my kids? Like they're proper oh, yeah. Americans. And in terms of like, Bo is constantly just yelling at me. Yesterday he came up, sat on my knee, put his face up against me and then screamed in my ear, can I have a sandwich? I actually was almost deafened. I mean, he thought he was talking. This was his regular volume. Oh, oh. my! I, I literally had tinnitus for a good 15 minutes, which is very convenient because then Don had to make the sandwich. <laughs> Sorry, what was having tinnitus got to do with you making the sandwich? I couldn't. I was shocked. I was still reeling with just the pain <laughs> in my ear. You couldn't hear the butter spreading on the bread properly. I couldn't. I couldn't. My eyes started twitching as well. I had to lay down with the cold compress on my head. <laughs> anyway, so the noise was one thing, but I'll tell you, the other thing is just the smiling. Honestly, the smiling. It's still a thing. That's when exhausting. I joined, when I when I went, started at DVF, we had an orientation. I think I already mentioned this on one episode. And Julie and I were asked, oh, we were asked, it's also like the ability to public speak. And, you know, maybe things have changed. I don't think they've changed that much. But like Americans are very confident. They're very able to present themselves and articulate their own thoughts very, in a very articulated Concisely, fashion. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and like very, me. very impressively as well. Yes. And very yeah. confidently, like even if what they're actually saying is like, I did absolutely nothing and I failed everything I've ever done. They're like, I have managed to complete a failure of, you know, everything and blah, blah. You're like, oh, my God, that's so impressive. And then as you start to pick it apart, you're like, oh, is that what this means? No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, anyway, we had our first day and we were introduced. They're like, please, could you stand up and it's a circle, you know, introduce yourself and talk about your background. We're like, oh, just came from (laughs) Milan, Paris, went to Galliano. We kind of sewed some stuff. We made some bags. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. And then I remember this one stood up. She's like, I research buttons. I am a button researcher and I find all kinds of trims. And if you like this button, then I'll find it for you in bone or in plastic or in, uh, you know, acrylic. And I do all this research on these buttons and these trims and I find them in different sizes. And I, this and I thought, and I was like, and she talked for honestly an hour about buttons. Right. And we went home and I said, Julie, I think we did that wrong. Right. I don't think we came across as very impressive, but there's still that like, I mean, I'm still not good at that. You know, even the other day in the office, my boss jokingly said, oh, oh yeah. so anyway, we went home that day. Sorry. So anyway, we went home that day and I was like, what is wrong with my mouth? It's killing me. I was like, my 
face is killing me. And I realized I had been smiling. I had been smiling so hard that my mouth was in agony. I still get pains in the back of my head sometimes when I smile too much. Anyway, then we did this media training recently. Now, this is fast forward 12 years. And the media trainer woman says to me, she goes, she videoed me, she recorded me and she she answered me questions. She talked to me and I was smiling. I'm telling you, lads, I was smiling. At the end, she goes, okay, well, you did well. You know, I recommend though, like, try and smile. And I said, I was smiling. She goes, you you weren't smiling. I was like, I was smiling. She goes, show me a smile. So I'm there, I'm smiling at her. And she's like, I don't see any smiles. I was literally smiling at her. I just wasn't like... She wants to see all of your teeth. Yeah, I just wasn't beaming in a kind of like teeth gnashing chomping way yeah exactly like that and I just can't do it I can't and then the other day my My boss goes to me yeah the other day I said something like I'm very excited about this and my boss goes well it must be extremely exciting because that's I mean from a European that's high praise indeed I was like yeah that's so that's the difference in my opinion it's actually true Americans are excited about everything but Which are they? Are they? Yeah, well, are they? Or are they just it. saying they are? But like, are they? I don't. I, I. I think they'd leave and they'd be like, "Oh no, I don't really care about that." You're like, "But you just oh, said yeah, you yeah. loved it. And you're super excited." Oh yeah, but I, was I just think that's I what think you say. Yeah, I think it's like a kind of a part of like politeness is being excited and super enthusiastic yeah. about everything in a way that like we don't have that. We don't feel like we need to feign that. But even that expression, I'm so excited. Like I, people, people will say in, in my office, they'll go, I'm so excited about this new bag. I'm so excited to show you this new bag. It's just a kind of a weird like expression that I don't think. So like you're, I've, you're using I that use. word wrong. I wouldn't use it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I'm so excited. Actually, I'm like, I'm never excited. I'm like, when would I ever use You're that? excited. You're having a baby. Oh, I'm excited for this baby to be out. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here's a question from Donna Toher. Now, I suspect this might be your fake Insta, your Finsta oh. account, because it oh. says, which one of ye got more points in the leaving cert? <laughs> Why does Donna want to know that? <laughs> oh, I'll maybe, tell it's, you. maybe it's more supposed to be. Maybe, hold on. Maybe it's more like depending on who got most, you know, are they successful or not? Will I consider them to be successful or not? Who got more well, points? But who had more friends? Oh my God, that's I, irrelevant. I had you both. Got, you, <laughs> <laughs> you you started in the school musical. You did not have more friends than me. Ah, uh, no, dead right. I didn't. You got five more points than I did in the leaving search. Is that all, really? Yes, Beatrice. A practically negligible number of points. That is five. negligible. Are you sure about and that? I'm going to ask Mom and Dad. I'm absolutely positive. I who, can tell by you the exact way, numbers. Uh, who, by the way, go on. Get tell us the exact numbers. I'll see if you're right. I think it's uncouth to talk about your leaving cert points in specifics, actually. I think it's like talking about your calorie count. Well, well why, I mean, for some people. More because mine weren't as high as I want them to be, because I totally checked out after transition year. Okay, sorry. You got 535 points. You got a all? huge number of points. Is that all? The max is 600, Beatrice. I know, Rosemary, but like that means... The that's, average as dad is probably would say, 420. As dad would say, there was another 65 there like that I didn't get. Because he was very, very... He was very hard on me, Rosemary. It was like growing up in Oliver Twist, except I was slightly chubbier. <laughs> I was like, can oh I have God. some more? I was like, can I have some more? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember I remember the number of times in sixth year, actually, the dad took me aside and was like, you know, before you know it, this year is going to be over and you're really going to regret not putting more effort in and blah, blah. And do you remember the, um, I think I've talked about this in the podcast before because I clearly hold a grudge, but my biology teacher basically recommended that I drop down to pass. Yeah, you've mentioned this. Many times. And I ended up getting a B1. Anyway, you got 535 points and I got 530. And in that five point difference... Look at you now, successful, living in a beautiful house, four children, incredibly high-powered job. If I had only got five more points, I could be a high-powered executive too. 
But I didn't put in the you effort when I was 17. absolutely could not. I hate to break it to you. Oh, no. You, I was thinking about you the other day. I, I was going, no, you that. literally have never gone to a job that the, a week later you weren't like, I think I've made a mistake. I shouldn't be here. You know what? I loved, I loved working in the Irish Times. And that was, that was the only job that I really, like, that I never dreaded going into, if you know At what I mean. At the beginning. Uh, at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I think. Yes. When, yeah. your, when your reporting changed, then it started to go downhill. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, dad says he thought I, I got 565. They're going to check. <laughs> you fucking didn't. You got five hundred thirty-five, and I got five hundred thirty. We'll just leave it here for the. We'll leave it here like vaguely. I'll never report back with the actual number. I may have gotten five. Listen, somewhere sorry. between five thirty-five and five sixty-five. Listen, while, I'd also like to say. Wait, hold on. We also got an update on the eggs. I was gonna say while you're giving this update, why don't you? Why don't you yeah, tell us also got an update on the eggs. I said, how many Easter eggs did Rosemary used to get? She's claiming one. Then because they were ignoring me, I said hello very very maturely. Dad goes, she got nine and you got eleven. And I've got the photos to prove it. I don't believe this for a second. Anyway, Rosemary, nine eggs on Easter Sunday were shoved down oh, your throat. No way. Do you remember we used to, though, get Terry's chocolate orange eggs? Like, not just the oranges, but the actual eggs. And they'd come with, like, Terry's chocolate orange segments. But the whole egg would be made of Terry's chocolate orange. Delicious. Yes. It yeah. was I don't know if you can get them anymore. Why did you eat them all? You got nine of them. Okay. We're going to have to speed this up because we've loads left to go. And, oh, I mean, we maybe can do we'll a second do a part episode. Two. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, so I'm going to do the last few here. S. Ocon 12 wants to know, travel, three destinations, each on your wish list for after COVID. Hawaii, with Don for my honeymoon. That hasn't happened 10 years later. We were 10 years married in September. Hawaii, what's, what's your, what about you? I mean, it's really cheesy. Like the first place I'm going when I can go somewhere is Ireland. Oh God, I was thinking I should have said that. I'm going to Ireland, I'm going to Bread 41 and I'm getting some cruffins. I don't care who I see, right? If I see no one, go to Bread 41 getting some cruffins. Then what I'm the going to... What the hell is a to, cruffin? What's a cruffin? It's a cross between a croissant and a muffin, Beatrice. You haven't lived. A cruffin. It's like, it's like a, a croissant in the shape of a muffin. Sometimes it has a filling. Sometimes it's delicious. Okay, then I'm I'll know to, it's delicious if mom... Does mom like these things? Uh, mom, I gave her one once and she said it was very tasty. She thought the filling was too rich and it was too big for one person, which she's incorrect on that front. <coughs> um, <laughs> I'd also like a cinnamon scroll from Bread 41. Then I'd like to go to Scale Bakery and get some sourdough bread. Then I'd like to go to Two Pups. And when we started Two Pups and have my breakfast there and I could get their granola with the salted caramel sauce. Um. Don't, no, no, wait. And then for my second breakfast, I would go to Gertrude on Pier Street and get the spicy chicken and waffles. Rosemary, Then I take a little break. Rosemary, you're now married. It's going to be two of you and a buggy. Do all of these places take a buggy? And you're going to be stopping every buggy now and off. then for some potential breastfeeding. Maybe. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going home on my own. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to bring Brandon or the baby. Oh, wait, maybe you can go home. Maybe you can go before whenever the baby's due, before October. No, I don't think I would because of COVID. Like, even if I'm vaccinated, I think it's too much of a risk. Okay, well, back to me. So I'd like to go to Ireland, but I don't care about food. I just want to go and see people. Oh, yeah, I don't care about people at all. I want to see my mom and dad. I want to see my aunt, Alan and Elizabeth. I want to see all my cousins. I want to see my friend. aunt, Alan and Elizabeth. That's right. (laughs) My two-pronged aunt. I want to see my cousins. I want to see my friend, Linda, with whom I lived in uh, Thomastown, Kilkenny. I want to... Go up and down to Dingle with Don. You want to see your friend Julie? Oh yeah, Julie, of course, me Julie. I want to, well, she was. I was planning on her coming to Dingle with us. God, you're very sociable and her adventurous. And her I'd, I'd happily, like. 
you know what? I'd love to go to Legging Castle Farmhouse in Kilkenny on my own for two nights oh, while I'm home. Is there <laughs> delicious food there? Surprise me. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'd like to go to Kilkenny as well. And I'd love to bring Don to Cork. So gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'd, I'd like, like to, go to do. to Belfast, actually. Okay. Um, so that's sorry. three places. Three that's three places. You just did three. You did. Oh, no, you did two. You did Dublin, did Belfast. Ireland. You did Belfast. Oh, okay. Um, okay, no, fine. You did and one. Then, yeah, I did one Ireland. I want to go to Mexico on our honeymoon, although Brandon claims that he wouldn't know what to do with a holiday where, like, you just relax because he's never gone on a holiday before, basically. Does, does he read? Yeah. Well, then he could read some but, books. like, he reads for 10 minutes and he falls asleep. Grant, have a snooze. You could just sleep. Catch You're up on the sleep. probably tired. Catch up on the last 25 know, years. <laughs> so I'd like to go to Mexico and then I would also like, oh no, listen, Beatrice, number one on my travel destination, British Columbia to get my eyebrows done. I'm going oh my God, studio, that's on my, that's on my too. Chico, <laughs> Chasico, going that's, up that's to get, get Seed to do our eyebrows. Well, are we not it. doing that before you have the baby? Is that too dangerous? Can we drive? Are we going to do that together before we have the baby so that, uh, before we have I mean, the baby? <laughs> <laughs> baby. So there are several things. You're not really supposed to get microblading while you're pregnant, just in case of the risk of like blood Okay, issues with but the this time, but this time, Rosemary, similar to how you sacrificed yourself at the hands of that terrible massage facialist in Paris, I will go under the microblading. And if I look amazing, then I'm quite happy to get back in the car with you and come back with you another time. It's it, it's a 36 hour drive, so I don't really know if we could 36 drive. hours? I know, I think we'd have to fly. Are you having a laugh? Of course we're flying. Wait, there might be a yeah, train. So I got an have to amazing. Wait after the baby. I got an amazing train from Montreal to New York once, and it was so beautiful. It hugged the coast, and it was amazing. We could because Americans hate Americans hate it trains. Hugged the coast. Hugged the coast. It hugged the coastline. <laughs> such a dickhead. Okay, Emma Kate Manley, designer Emma Kate Manley, wants oh, to know. Hi. When are you? Hi. When are you getting your hi. mom, dad, and Julie on the pod? When we're back in Ireland, we said we have to all be in the same room to do it, right? Isn't that what we decided? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be too much of an... I can't hear you. Beatrice? Beatrice, oh can you hear her? Philip? I Philip, can't believe I can't she hear. asked that question. I'm no, leaving. No, wait. 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 Can Rosemary hear me? <laughs> <laughs> when when we can be back in Ireland or when... We, like, at least when we're together, we could, we could do a podcast with Julie, who'd be less annoying. No offense. We could do and Julie dad. and Claire. We could do our, our friends growing up because Julie and Claire know each other as well. From, oh yeah, from good York. point. But also, I think when we set up our Patreon, we're going to start doing a few special guest episodes for subscribers only. So, get your wallets out, girls. I'd like to ask Emma Kate a question: When are you publishing your cookbook? Because all of these extremely healthy-looking things seem just too much for me to follow on on Instagram. But I would like to make most of them. <laughs> so, would you actually just like her to send you some detailed recipes via email? No, no. I think she could do a good cookbook. Okay, good. Chasnay 71 I suspect not the Chasnay from All Saints but it could be wrong God, wants to know so so would I how does Beatrice manage work and kids she doesn't she doesn't that's because Don does Don manages the kids and you manage the work I manage the work that's right I know I mean Don does all the work with the, I mean honestly that's how when Nash was born we both had we both worked full time and it was just impossible because we both worked crazy hours Mm-hmm. And then Don decided that he would stay home because we were only planning on having two kids. And then we now have four kids and Don is still at home. But he is only yesterday we were talking about how much he's looking forward to September when three of them will be in school until three o'clock or 3.30. And then it'll oh just my be God, him sorry. and the baby. Speaking of which, poor Chance, who is, will he be five next month? Yeah, this month. Oh my God. In 14 oh, days, yeah. yes, he keeps telling me. Oh God, oh God, I'll have to finish knitting my Yoshis. <laughs> 
more chance. I said to him, you'll be in, you'll be in kinder, in a kindergarten in September. And he was like, not, not for ages. And I was like, yeah, yeah. In September, in a few months. And I said to Bo, Bo, tell, tell chance what, uh, what kindergarten's going to be like. And Bo goes, well, you will not be able to come out of the bathroom and ask if you've wiped yourself properly. <gasps> oh, and I was like, Bo, tell him nice things. <laughs> and then um, Don goes, what do you remember about your time with Mrs. Espinosa? And Bo just sat there like blankly going, don't know. God, he was obsessed with that teacher. He had such a mad oh, crush on her. He loved her, her, so he much, loved yeah. her yeah. He kept accosting all lovely. blonde women, all blonde women, all blonde women, all blonde women in every car park ever. He would scream, Mrs. Espinosa! <laughs> that, was, that was because of the one time that you guys were in Hoppy Gnome and you saw her and then he was like, she's out in the wild. Uh, he excuse was like, me. She's out here. No, no. Poor Mrs. Espinosa. No, sorry. The one time in Hoppy Gnome, the one time in the Emporium, the one time like everywhere we were, she was. It was like a joke. I felt so bad for her. And then he kept go- trying to go and sit at her table with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last question from Linners McDee says, Why Indiana? With three question marks and then sorry. Great question. Great question. I think really only you can answer this because mine was only because this is where my job brought me. And mine so is I because came... this is where your job brought you. <laughs> I came. Yeah, like... you're right. I came for work. Don, as we crossed the Indiana border, started to hyperventilate. We can't do this. We must go back. But at that point, we'd sold our house and packed everything up. We were actually driving to Fort Wayne the from Dallas. Yeah. To the new house that we had, per- what we had purchased, as they say. So that was why for work. And Rosemary? For love. No, no. Rosemary. For, yeah, for love. For love. For love, but for love of you. Rosemary. For love. Why no. are you here permanently? For love. Oh. Uh, Give well, I mean, Brandon yeah. some credit. 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 Don't Crevice. you crave him. Don't you crave him on a daily basis like like Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson craves her husband. And no, her new perfume. I do not. Don't you just sit around thinking to yourself, Brandon, where is Brandon when he's at work? I crave his presence. Sometimes I crave <laughs> him to come home and like take the dog off my hands. That's very unromantic. For somebody who's only been like married for about a wet week, you know, could you put some romance into this? Don't you? Aren't you thinking that? A month today. To, oh, a month. Aren't you thinking I need to get off the phone so I can go into the man I crave and celebrate our month anniversary? No, he's at work. What day is it? Monday, Beatrice. Oh, how could he go to work on your month anniversary? I know. I'm going to text him <laughs> in two minutes and ask him that. Thank, thank you so much to everyone who asked us a question. We will do a part two because obviously... The questions that I was like, this is going to take us two seconds to get through each question, did not. Will you text him and say, are you coming home early? I'm craving you. Will you? <laughs> what would he say? If you have any questions for us, you can email us, <laughs> notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister or individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beatrice McCabe. Oh yeah, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or an Apple device, or if you have an Apple device, a MacBook, an iPad, an iPhone, this is not an ad for Apple, but... If you have an Apple device, you can go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that. And that's the way that it helps us to basically get seen by other people who have not been recommended, not without my sister, by their friends. Poor, unlucky, sad people. Oh, They just don't know the joy that this podcast could be bringing to their lives. Yet. People who could be happy. People who could be happy. Oh, they will be, nice. hopefully. The gift, of, the gift of future happiness. The gift of our gab. Thank you so much for listening. And... We will catch you on Friday for a minisode. Thanks. Bye. Why are you laughing at yourself? <laughs>
was that? Thanks. Did you My hear? Thanks or your thanks? My thanks. I went. I couldn't. I was getting ready to see if I was going to say thanks or goodbye, and I went thanks. <laughs> Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.